The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Come back! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. The party's over. This is Portrait. I am Gabriel Moranzi. Or is it just beginning? I guess it's it's just beginning in Las Vegas, uh, but the party is over for the National Hockey League. The season is done. Hockey fans will now begin to go through uh, withdrawals, and uh, people in Las Vegas are going to go through with withdrawals in a couple of uh, days after they party their asses off for the next uh, couple of days. Although, to be honest, people in Vegas are kind of Vegas vets when it comes to partying, so I don't really know how much the Stanley Cup is really going to change uh, things, although I know the players are going to go pretty hard, and uh, we're going to have some fun parades this week. First, Denver. And um, <laughs> Jokic is pulling like a Marshawn Lynch. I'm just here so I won't get fined. <laughs> you know, he doesn't have to go to the parade, actually. Does he? Yeah, I mean, like, he's he's a big enough star that he could actually just say, you know what, I'm not staying till Thursday. I don't want to stay till Thursday. <laughs> I'm not staying till Thursday. Uh, do a little video recording from Serbia. All right, hey, everybody, nice to see you. Enjoy yourselves. But no, I get it. The least you could do is stay for the parade and then get the hell out of there. I imagine he'll really probably leave the parade and go right to a private plane and uh, be gone and uh, go back home uh, like he wants to. I think the Vegas Golden Knight players are going to have a different attitude, right? The what? Listen, man, when uh, that Wrexham team got promoted, they went all you know they 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 came from Europe to go to to Vegas to party. Right, the Washington Capitals had like all-time epic parties. Like, so many teams have flown to Vegas after they've won a championship to party. Like, that's where they had their little. All right, now let's go to Vegas after together, and we've seen it time and time again. So now we really have a Vegas team. Now listen, the Las Vegas Aces, they partied pretty hard last year, if you remember. I thought that Plum was going to fall off the um, – I was like a couple of them. I was like, man, you girls are going to fall off this bus, man. You guys are pretty lit up here. <laughs> That's one of my favorite parts of it. I like seeing the players get just absolutely blasted. It's the only time they can really do it, if you think about it. You know what I mean? It's sort of like a job. Like you know, it's, it's your workplace. You're never going to be able to walk onto the ice just absolutely lit up or walk around in the locker room just absolutely hammered for the next three or four days, and nobody can say anything to you about it. The only way you can do it is if you win. That's why players like it so much. <laughs> right? They like the winning part, but you know what I mean? You can't do that. You know what I mean? Like, if you're if you're, you're a Buffalo Bill, you, you know, after you lost to the Cincinnati Bengals, you couldn't show up the next day with a bottle of champagne in your hand and just absolutely piss drunk and just, yeah, what's up, what's up, guys? Right, pair of sunglasses, huh? <laughs> Remember Andrew Wiggins last year? He was fried, man. Right, like, Wiggins partied hard, hard for a couple of days. Like, he even said after, like, I need, like, two, three weeks to recover. I usually don't party like that. Some of these dudes are going to go hard. I like what uh, Brown said on the Nuggets last night. They said, what are you going to do now tonight? He said, a lot of Jameson. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of Jameson. I was thinking about that, too, with Jokic. 
Jokic is doing all these interviews last night after. He had quite a few drinks, too. He's a big dude, though, so probably it's like Andre the Giant. It doesn't hit him that hard. Let the party begin and or continue. As the Las Vegas Golden Knights win a Stanley Cup for the first time in franchise history. Absolute madness on the strip uh, this evening and just their uh, their sixth season. The Golden Knights are the seventh franchise in NHL history to require six or fewer seasons to win their first uh, Stanley Cup. They become the fastest NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL team to win a title since the Arizona Diamondbacks won the World Series in their fourth season in 2001. Very impressive uh, that uh, Vegas have been as good as they have been. As we brought up earlier, the expansion rules were not the same when the Anaheim Ducks came into the league or the San Jose Sharks came into the league or the Ottawa Senators came into the league. And, you know, full props to the Vegas Golden Knights organization and brass for putting together the winner uh, that they have. But I'm just saying, it's not like San Jose, Anaheim, and Ottawa were all just stupid and Vegas are like geniuses. Gary Bettman changed uh, how many players you could protect. And uh, Vegas took advantage of it. Listen, man. Vegas is a really cool city, all right? It's a crazy city, but Vegas is a really cool city, and especially if you have money. Like, if you have money, you're not living on the strip. You're not dealing with psychotic tourists that are, like, hammered, and you're not worried about grandma playing blackjack and the slots. You're living in the suburbs. You're playing golf all the time. The weather is perfect. The media pressure is very minimum. And um, the Vegas Golden Knights pay you well. It's a first-class organization, and they win, right? So, and I'm not kidding about the Seattle Kraken. The Seattle Kraken are 50-1 to 1 right now. The Kraken have been in the NHL for two years. And if we go back in history, Seattle have actually won before. And, in fact, there's a little bit of symmetry here that just makes me, like, lock in on Seattle right now. Put it this way. Seattle are 50-1 to 1 right now. And... Don't tell me that they're not motivated even more now. And I'm not talking about their players. I'm talking about their ownership group that says, you know what? Let's match what Vegas did and win in the first six years. We have another four years to do it. If you take them in the next four years at 50 to 1 in this range, we're going to make some money. The Golden Knights' nine goals are the most in the Stanley Cup series clinching game since the Seattle Metropolitans in 1917 over the Montreal Canadiens. This is sports rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Countdown to kickoff continues. I am Gable Brenzi. We're kicking at Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Radio Networks. It's the Twisted Tuesday. It's time to get biblical. Rick Saratella steps up and in. 
NFL Draft Bible All-Access uh, Football in the house. Rick, let's do this thing. It's always a pleasure, my man. Oh, Gabe, always love uh, chopping it up, heating it up, melting it down, icing it up. Buckle up. Well, the countdown to kickoff is on. We've got uh, NFL mini camps uh, going on as we speak. Stephon Diggs showed up in Buffalo, took his physical, met with the coaching staff, but then did not show up to practice. Sean McDermott said uh, that, yes, he is very concerned about this. I try not to get too too in you know invested, Rick, in things that are going on in the month of June in training camps with disgruntled players. But what do you make of the Stephon Diggs situation? Well, you know, I think he just signed an extension. So is he really unhappy with the contract already just one year later? Is he unhappy? I know he tried to storm out of the game before McDermott addressed the team after the playoff playoff loss. Now it's lingered, you know, here we are half a year later almost. It's still lingering. So is this just a contract situation? Sounds like maybe a bad blood situation. My understanding is that things are being worked on and ironed out. Is that a personal situation? Is that a contractual situation that remains to be seen? But I think it highlights what the business of football is really all about. And we saw a very similar situation in in Minnesota where things evaporated pretty quickly with the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, let's be real. It was basically, you know, one of the faces of the franchise and then suddenly was just not there anymore. The thought was that he didn't he wasn't happy with Kirk Cousins, but that really wasn't the case. It was more his relationship with Coach Zimmer after the fact that but there were similar, similar traits and he's doing kind of the same thing in Buffalo. Seems Correct. like the bills are more tolerant of it. Like Zimmer basically, because if you recall, if people just to fill in the blanks, Diggs did the same thing in Minnesota. He would leave without speaking to the media or he would leave right away without talking to anybody on the team. You know, there were times where he would melt down and flip out at Kirk Cousins on the sidelines. He did the same thing to Josh Allen in the playoff game last year. The only difference is Zimmer came into the room after and said, you know what, Stefan just quit on all of us. This mm-hmm. guy just quit on our team, and I'm sick of it. And Diggs felt as if though that he was being talked about behind his back because Zimmer basically said that we can't count on Diggs to everybody. Similar situations are happening in Buffalo right now, but it seems like McDermott's just sort of bending over backwards to let Diggs get his frustrations out. Well, I think the Bear, the Bills are so desperate to get over that hump. I think they've won that division now five consecutive years, and they just can't get to the big down. And it all revolves around Stephon Diggs. You take Stephon Diggs away from that team, unless they want to go sign DeAndre Hopkins as an insurance policy, but you take Diggs off of that team, they, they bump down a couple notches. And I agree with you wholeheartedly about Minnesota. Here's Diggs, who is trending towards being one of the all-time greats in franchise history. The miracle in Minneapolis. I mean, this guy might have had a statue erected in front of the stadium if he stayed there his whole career. But it goes to show me that Stefan Diggs, rather than being a team player, rather than coming into camp and saying, hey, let me work out my grievances while I come in and be a professional and set the standard instead of being the only guy, only man on the 90-man roster, the only guy that doesn't show up, that's poor leadership. And that, that creates a reflection inside the locker room that, hey, you know what? Maybe I'm a diva wide receiver that's really about me. I can't I can't really argue against the fact that it seems to be always about about him because, as you stated, there's no way in hell that out of 90 guys, everybody's happy with the situation that they're in, that everybody's happy with their contract or everybody's happy with their playing time. It's not the way you want to start things off, but at the same point in time, as you and I talk about this matters to me right now in June as much as it does if somebody's lighting it up to you in T-shirt uh, and shorts, right? It's one of these deals. And Saquon Barkley, Saquon sort of has taken the same stand. How do you feel about Saquon's attitude in which he's basically said, yo, we've got till July 17th and talk to me then. And that's when this is going to get real. It doesn't matter that I'm not there right now. What's your take on that? Well, I agree that the Diggs situation, I believe we could wake up in the morning and this could be resolved. Saquon Barkley, I think this thing could drag out all the way into training camp, preseason, leading up to the difference is Diggs just signed and Diggs not leaving $66 million on the table. You're right. (laughs) It's a different contractual situation here. (laughs) Right. 
And, 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 you know, and I listened to Saquon Barkley's comments, and I appreciate you diving into the two situations because I think they are very contrast where Diggs is all about the business, dude. He could care less where he plays, who he plays with. He wants to know what he's making. Saquon Barkley, like, you, you listen to what he said, and I'm a little bit shocked. And, and I do agree that, like, hey, the top three running backs were franchised, so a guy like Miles Sanders gets hurt on the open market coming off a career year. He only gets $6.5 million per year. So it kind of lose, he loses the leverage. By, by, by saying, like, hey, I'm, I might hold out, that's his really only ploy in terms of leverage publicly, contractually speaking, at this foundation event. But what, what struck me was the difference between Diggs, who gets it, it's a business, and Barkley. Barkley, in that three-minute soundbite, one, almost an entire minute, he talked about the human element and the personal side and everything he's done for this organization. Saquon, buckle up. Hunker down. Get your big boy pants on. I'm tell you something right now. Nobody cares. What have you done for me lately? And I know Barkley thinks that because Daniel Jones is not – and he, he dissed. Daniel Jones, and then said, no offense to Daniel Jones, in the same sentence, so yeah, the offense runs through me. Now, this is the only leverage he has to negotiate publicly, and now it's up to his agent, but the running backs are getting screwed left and right. That's the bottom line. It's a slippery slope for him, and let's be real. And I'm a big Saquon fan. You know it. You've been more critical of Saquon than I have been over the years, but for a guy that's been as hurt as much as he's been, and it's it's amazing how quickly if things have changed with Saquon, isn't it, Rick? At the end of the season last year, when the season was over, what did he say? I want to be a part of this moving forward. I'm not looking to break the bank. I'm not looking to rewrite any contracts as far as the running back position is concerned. And something that he should realize as well, as you stated, Brian Dable didn't draft him. And Brian Dable, if you look at Brian Dable's offenses over the years, it's never really been a bell cow back. He's always believed in the running back by committee, actually. As you stated, I think Saquon thinks that the Giants fully need him, even though I like what they did. I like their bringing in the wide receivers that did it. I like Darren Waller. I think it'll get worked out. But if I'm Saquon Barkley, considering how much I've been hurt and, quite frankly, let the Giants down over the years— Getting franchise tagged isn't that bad, considering how much money I'm going to make. Well, I think the other thing, his agent isn't going to appreciate that I'm pointing this out. But Like how many teams, Rick, sorry, how many other teams, as in none, there won't be one team in the NFL that says, you know what, Saquon, give us a call because we want to give you $18 million a year. It's not happening, Saquon. It's, it's funny because Ezekiel Elliott looks like he's going to come crawling back to the Dallas Cowboys for a veteran minimum bonus incentive type of deal. That's where he's trending. Now, you see what Barkley, happened to Melvin Gordon's career? Yeah, right. Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, and and I get it, Saquon. You're great in all this, but the, 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 the position that you play and your lack of durability, clearly, like I said, take the damn deal that they're giving you, bro. They offer, well, that, Supposedly they offered him 12 to $14 million. That's fair. Yeah. Twelve million. He left twelve million a year on the table. Here's the bottom line. He said the Detroit Lions game. They came in. They punched us in the mouth. They shut down the run. He said, luckily we have some great coaches. We adapted. We adjusted. We became a passing oriented offense. So he just stated the case as to why they don't need him. <laughs> Rick Saratella <laughs> kicking it with us. Um, as we stated, though, guys, it's still early. Um, everything, whatever. Diggs, Diggs is going to be a Buffalo Bill. It is what it is. And as far as Saquon and I is concerned, I would expect everything to get worked out. Look how hostile things got with Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. And they're all smiles uh, right now as we speak. More with Rick on the other side. This is Portrait. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The late night anger match for Cross continues. This is Fortrage. I am Gabe Oberensi. We're kicking it with Rick Saratella. Countdown to kickoff is on. The National Football League regular season is rapidly approaching, man. And um, there's a lot of stuff to get to, including um, all these rookies and who's going to have uh, who's going to have an impact in their rookie season. Rick Saratella has put together his all rookie offensive team um, over an all access football at SI. Uh, com And let's start off with the quarterback here and Bryce Young, in which uh, they love how Bryce Young has looked so far. And it does appear as though he's going to be under center in week one. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, just like we've talked about throughout the whole draft process, I do think there is concern when you transition from the collegiate game. I understand he weighed in at 203 at the combine. He refused to step on the scale at his pro day. So to me, like he's probably going to play in the 190 range. And I do, I do have concerns similar to Tua Tagalavoa. If Bryce Young can withstand, uh, you know, he, he missed him and him and Jalen Hurts. If you looked at the, the games they missed because of the shoulder injury, same exact play, same exact hit, same exact landing, how the shoulder hit the ground. I think you have to hold your breath every hard hit. Every time Bryce Young is drilled into the ground and lands on that shoulder, you got to hold your breath. So I projected 13 games played. I think I, I projected a pretty uh, fair touchdown interception. 15 rate. touchdowns. Yeah. And, and so, and I, and I think he'll be more of a pocket quarterback that will run if he has to, but what, you know, won't really need to because they have provided him with the ground game. So I think he'll steer the ship. I think this team will be in ball games when he's healthy. I just don't uh, think he's built for the 17 plus NFL I really imagine, too, that there's going to be a lot of teaching of getting rid of the football. Because as you stated, he's not one of these speed burner, I'm going to take off. He can run, but that's not his thing. He really is a pocket passer. The thing with Bryce Young that he's so good at, I think his best attribute is buying time in the pocket. He really does have that just sort of, he has eyes on the back of his head type of thing. He senses pressure really well and he's just that he's got that sort of little Mahomes Brady thing to him to me Rick you know he'll move up two steps he'll move you know what I mean just sort of side here move over here he can buy time within like a three or four second window where it's like oh my god this pocket's collapsing on him and it's like oh no look look he just he he found a little window here and it'll be interesting to see in the National Football League, but man, is he small compared to these dudes? You well, see? yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm here to tell you that. Listen, dude, if, he'd be small in the NBA, let alone the NFL. Like he wouldn't even—he's not even big enough to play in the NBA. Like, yeah. he, he's Spud Webb out there. And listen, you know, to me, if you said he'll be the next Russell Wilson, I wouldn't be surprised. But let's be let's be honest with ourselves. If you're talking about five foot ten quarterbacks and below, Russell Wilson is still the exception to the rule. And before him, it's Doug Flutie. And everybody else in between was a bust, as far as I'm concerned. Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and all these other short quarterbacks. Two is to, to be determined. And a 100-year history of the NFL, one guy, Russell Wilson. Come on. You know, Marshall Falk uh, told me once about that. Um, he was talking about short quarterbacks. 
and it was actually Baker Mayfield and Jarvis Landry. And Jarvis Landry wasn't getting the football in Cleveland and Odell Beckham and all that. And Marshall Falk told me point blank, Baker cannot see them down the field. And it was just sort of point blank. Like he said, it's not nothing against him. He goes, he can't see them. And he goes, and he told me, he goes, when you have a short quarterback, you need to do quick hits in a slot fast. You can't go deep down the field because quite frankly, the quarterback can't see down the field, bro. These guys are six foot six, six foot seven, six foot nine. And they got their arms up. And, and 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 it's no coincidence. Baker, since Baker Mayfield's been in the league, he has more batted down passes at the line of scrimmage than any quarterback in the NFL. That's not a coincidence. You know, it's strange though. Justin Herbert's right up there too, and he's tall, which I've always found that to be baffling. I don't know if he telegraphs things, but anyways, just just a random thought there. So let me go over. This is Rick's uh, team here: Bryce Young, fullback Derek Paris, Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, running back B. John Robinson. Wide receiver, Jordan Addison. Wide receiver, Jackson Smith and the Jigba. Tight end, Michael Mayer, of course, of the Raiders. Notre Dame fighting Irish. Paris Johnson, who told a funny story about how he nearly missed getting drafted because he went to the bathroom. <laughs> He's sitting there and he goes, man, I kind of knew my name was coming up soon, but I had to go to the bathroom. And he goes, I just got back and they told me, yo, hurry up, bro. You're getting drafted uh, right now. Uh, Cody Mock, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. John Gaines, Arizona Cardinals, uh, Osiris Torres, Buffalo Bills. Uh, you like to have a big-time season, which that I like to see. Uh, Skoronowski, Tennessee Titans, Northwestern, and, of course, Michigan kicker, Jake Moody. Who do you really like out of these players to have a big year? B. John Robinson? Oh, yeah, I think B. John Robinson is going to – he had the biggest impact factor rating, whatever that means, for, for this whole series, and I think he'll make the biggest impact of any rookie – I think the one guy that the... Especially with the coach that they have, uh, with Arthur Smith. Like, sometimes you get these players, and it's like, man, they could do this, they could do that, and then you're like, but they don't get him the ball. But he had Derrick Henry. He's, they didn't draft his kid not to give him the ball. Yeah, but that Tyson Algier had 1,000 yards. They also have Cordero Patterson in that backfield. They got a three-headed monster there, okay? Um, who was the player we were just talking about before that? Uh, oh, uh, you know who I wanted to mention, Gabe? The casual fan that you said there that they might not understand is Jonathan Gaines at center because he can play all five positions out of UCLA. And the coaching staff was just ranting and raving about his FBI football intelligence. And he just won out all week long with the one on ones. John Gaines is a day three draft pick. I think he's going to be a starting caliber uh, slash borderline Probo caliber pick for the Arizona Cardinals. And you can check out allaccessfootball.com uh, and or si.com under the um, NFL Draft Bible collection of works. And, man, we're getting excited with these mini camps. Football, CFL is back, USFL football. We're going into the final week of USFL play. And everybody is still alive uh, right now, Rick. So the Philadelphia, it's hard to believe the Philadelphia-Michigan loser will be eliminated from the playoffs, but they will be. The Philadelphia Stars play the Michigan uh, Michigan Panthers, loser is eliminated. If Philadelphia wins, the Stars clinch the North Division title. If Michigan wins, the Panthers clinch a playoff berth. New Jersey-Pittsburgh winner will clinch a playoff spot, and the winner also clinches a North Division title if Philadelphia loses. Hard to believe the New Jersey Generals, bro, could actually win the division after all of this. But, that's what, you know, when you play a 10-game season, man, it's all about just ending strong and winning the last couple of games and anything can happen. What are your thoughts on the USFL going into the final week here? No, I think, listen, when you're playing a 10-game season, the first month, the first four games or so is training camp. Then teams find themselves, they make signings, they figure out who their quarterback. When in doubt, go with the quarterbacks. Like, I'll take Cookus over Love. Uh, to me, I think they're all chasing the Birmingham Stallions, and I think they got something special you know, they had their quarterback go down, and I think, in week one. And Alex Magoo, I mean, this guy deserves a look at the next level. The chemistry Skip Holtz and Alex Magoo have and his ability to just kind of delegate what he's saying. Hey, what are, you, what are they saying? What do you want here? And the way they communicate, uh, I, I, I think that goes a long ways, and I think they have a special chemistry and, you know, it's interesting, like, to me, if I was a USFL team, I don't know what the rule book states, 
So like I would have a person dedicated to just watching the the, the broadcast and be in constant communication with my coaching staff, because like we're listening to the other plays being called. The the broadcasters are telling us what's coming. I mean, if I if I got if I had a guy dedicated to watching the broadcast and just walking, yeah, I've always and, wondered about that too. When they tell them, all right, we're gonna run a right slot check here, and then you just like, tell them, all right, they're running a right left slot twelve. Yeah. I mean, what what do we do? But hey, I like it. There and must be me, there must be some serious like warnings in place that yo, and don't forget actually too, the TV broadcast is on a delay, so it would be hard to really pull off. But I hear what you're saying. I wonder the same thing yeah. too. Not yeah, to mention right. though, I got to be honest, Rick. There's no fans in the stadium. Sometimes like you can basically hear the quarterback talking. So, yeah, but, like, I, yeah, right. <laughs> but if, it, <laughs> if it's a seven if the, if it's a seven second delay and there's 20 seconds left on the play clock. You might have a shot. You know? <laughs> hey, for the record, the Birmingham Stallions are plus 175 to win the title. The Breakers are plus 375. The Stars are plus 650. The Generals are plus 650. The Gamblers are plus 850. The Panthers are 12 to 1. The Maulers are 12 to 1. And the Showboats are 16 to 1. Basically, Ooh. what you need to do, though, is you need to take a team from the north because Birmingham is going to get there. So Birmingham is going to get there from the south. So you need a team from the north, and then you put yourself in a decent hedge spot by taking a team. So, like, Philadelphia is plus 650. The Generals are plus 650. The Panthers are 12 to 1. The Maulers are 12 to 1. One of them's got to get to the championship game. Um, and you put yourself in a decent hedge uh, situation. And uh, point spreads. And, Rick, I know you and I both um, felt the wrath of the New Jersey Generals. They had been terrible, bro, for the last month. Philadelphia had been playing good football, but the Generals stepped up with a big-time win, and as we stated, the Generals can get into the playoffs now, and I would expect that they will beat the Pittsburgh Maulers this week. I think the Generals are gelling at the right time. They got a good ground attack. They got a decent defense. I think they have all the elements. The quarterback there can can be dual threat. He's gotten better. In, he's got improved uh, decision-making. He's been pretty accurate. He can beat with his feet, move the chains. Uh, I, I love Darius Victor. I'm a big fan, you know. So, uh, to me, the generals are gelling at the right time. Remember, they were in contention last year. And so, when you can kill the clock and keep it a low-scoring game and give your offense a shot, I think the generals have a very solid chance here to get into the championship. But to me, it's, it's all Birmingham, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Birmingham's going to repeat. I agree, actually. I think they're going to do something special here. Uh, Rick, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be. It was great stuff as always. Gabriel Morenci, you're my favorite brother from another mother. Love you, baby. Always a pleasure, bro. The late night anger man for Cross continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Thank you. 
The Twisted Tuesday continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci, Sirius XM Channel 159 of the Sports Grid Radio Networks. Let's bring in Steve Merrill, wagertalk.com, prosportsinfo.com. Steve, always a pleasure. Thank you for taking the time to be with us tonight. Yeah, Gabe, doing well, and uh, basketball wrapped up, and now hockey's wrapped up. I said uh, earlier today, I told Drew Martin, it's not officially summer until they stop playing sports on ice, and the uh, Vegas Knights uh, made summer happen, I guess, tonight. Yeah, you know, you're exactly right. I've always said the summer starts with the start of the CFL uh, season. Uh, but I remember when the Stanley Cup used to be awarded in late May <laughs> instead of instead of mid-June, although we've actually had later uh, than this if it would have won seven games. Uh, but congratulations to the Las Vegas Golden Knights. And now Major League Baseball betting takes center stage for a lot of people, Steve. Oh, no question about it. I mean, this is the bread and butter for the next several months, and it's a great way to build your bankroll heading into the football season. All right. Uh, well, it can be, uh, but Major League Baseball is also a volatile sport. Well, listen, any teams, any league that's going to play 162 games, and, you know, it's cliche, but the best team's only going to win 100, and uh, the best teams are still going to lose 62 times, and that is appropriate. And we've seen a lot of upsets over the last uh, week or so. The Oakland Athletics have had a big-time week. Um, the Detroit Tigers, unbelievably, last night, Steve, came back on the Atlanta Braves. And you wouldn't think that a three-run comeback is that big of a deal, but they had actually lost 247 consecutive home games when trailing by three or more runs going into the bottom of the ninth inning. And <laughs> they hadn't won a game since 2014. So the Braves were looking for payback tonight, but that game was postponed. Now we've got a doubleheader tomorrow, which really just throws a curveball into everything. Yeah, and let's keep in mind it was a big win for Detroit because they've been horrendous here in recent weeks. And I, I want to quickly touch on the A's. You know, heading into tonight, they'd won six straight, and the Royals were only one game behind or one game ahead of Oakland heading into Tuesday night for worst record in the league. You know, when talking about how the A's are going to be like the worst team in the history of baseball, people have overlooked how bad Kansas City has been, and the Royals lose again tonight. And by the way, Jordan Lyles, they're now 0-14 as a team when he starts this season. Um, and Detroit, I'll tell you what, Detroit's given themselves a run to be one of the worst teams as well because entering that game yesterday, they'd lost nine straight, come from behind, win, like you said. But what was interesting to me is that they had 15 hits and they had 11 hits in that 7-5 loss to Arizona on Sunday. So it does appear like the Tigers maybe are heating up offensively. And that's something we saw with Oakland last week, those two games at Pittsburgh. And then, of course, they swept Milwaukee and they got the first win against Tampa. You know, so there is something to be said about offensive momentum. Um, Atlanta, meanwhile, had started to cool off. They'd had nine hits or less in four straight games. The rain delay, though, does kind of throw a wrench into the works, like you said. But I do think maybe there's a little bit of upside with Detroit over the next week or so. And how about the Cincinnati Reds, Steve? You mentioned Jordan Lyles, now 0-14. And, you know, it's not it's not solely his fault. You look at a lot of the, you know, Zach Greinke's the same thing. They never win when Zach Greinke pitches either, even though he's pitched well. But nevertheless, the Cincinnati Reds, win again, and the Cincinnati Reds are one of these teams right now. The buy sign is on with the Reds, and it has been for about a week here right now. They've clearly been supercharged by the youth movement. No question about it, and that's one of the reasons I actually used them as the free play at wagertalk.com on Tuesday. I talked about them on the baseball show and wagertalk TV as well for my free play because I said this is a situation where we have the Kansas City Royals. They've lost 10 out of 11. Now it's 11 out of 12, but then they've lost eight straight, by the way, now. But they opened as a slight overnight favorite against Cincinnati, who had won six out of eight, had put up double-digit hits in five of their previous seven games. Um, the Reds quickly became a favorite on, on Tuesday afternoon. They went off as the favorite, but it's still almost a pick on price. And that's because Cincinnati's an underrated team right now. They've been maybe the best offensive team in baseball the last couple of weeks. And here, here we go again. The Cincinnati Reds are minus 110. All right, they're small favorites. Lively's on the hill here against Lynch, Steve. But clearly we have a hot baseball team. And as you stated, it's kind of being under-talked about the fact. Everyone's talking about Oakland all the time because of the move to Vegas, and I get it. They're in the news a lot, but as you stated, the Kansas City Royals are freaking terrible as well. So I did the math on Tuesday. Before they lost again, they were on a pace to go 44-118. and So now it's probably worse. Now they're probably on a pace to lose 119 games. And the reason that's significant is I pulled up the numbers Tuesday afternoon. This is actually on my Twitter feed, at Steve Merrill, 2Rs1L, at Steve Merrill on Twitter. I ranked the 10 worst records ever for a 162-game season. They've all been in the last, like, 15 years, by the way, Gabe. And what's really fascinating was the 03 Tigers lost 119. But what's really interesting when you look at these historically bad teams, of the other nine teams on that list, 
The Astros for three straight years from 11 to 13 are on there. Then they became a dominant team since. And our Orioles, who we've talked a lot about, 2018, 19, and 21 is on that list. And now they've been the best moneymaker in sports the last two years. So could the Orioles be the next Houston Astros? It's something I was thinking about this afternoon. And here's another deja vu all over again, Steve, in which, you know, I respect the Toronto Blue Jays. I think they're a good team. But I also saw the Baltimore Orioles sweep them earlier this year in Toronto. Baltimore came into tonight, Steve, 17 games over 500 for the first time since 2016. Now 18 games over 500. And they were underdogs uh, tonight. And here they are listed as overnight underdogs again tomorrow against the Toronto Blue Jays. Just getting absolutely zero respect, Steve. Right. And it makes sense because they were so bad. They were historically bad for three years in a row, basically, just a couple seasons ago. Um, and that's why everyone keeps saying, no, you know, will the Orioles cool off? We talked about it last year, and they were actually sellers at the trade deadline last year, even though they were in contention still for the playoffs. Um, that's how deep this farm system's become. And it, it's crazy to think they could be like the next Houston Astros, but people forget how bad the Astros were. And then the vice versa of that game, if I'm not mistaken, the Royals won the World Series. Was it around 2014 or when the Astros were terrible? And now the Royals are historically bad. So it shows how these things go in like kind of a cyclical pattern over, you know, four or five year span. And it makes a lot of sense because, you know, teams lose their players. They can't afford to pay everyone. So they have to rebuild through the farm system. Uh, the Nationals won the World Series a few years ago. Now they're terrible. They had to offload everybody who's basically an all-star on all the other teams now. There's a lot of a lot of similarities with the numbers from tonight and tomorrow once again with hot teams against cold teams, Steve. And another classic example here is the San Francisco Giants, right? I mean, people have, whether they think, people think the San Francisco Giants are good or not, right? They're winning baseball games, and the St. Louis Cardinals are not. Uh, tonight, you had Cobb on the hill, loved uh, loved his strikeout prop. He goes over the number, and here we have San Francisco listed at plus one twelve here right now against Montgomery and the Cards. And and keep in mind that initial line was probably out before the game even started on Tuesday night, right? You know, they look ahead lines for Wednesday. So it just shows once again that offensive momentum is not priced into these numbers. And you, Dave Sherapan, myself, we've all talked about it on different shows on Sports Grid over the years. Um, and I think that's the way you can beat baseball. Giants put up double digit runs tonight, and they're not gonna, you know, maybe they'll adjust like 10 or 20 cents. Like the Reds went from a slight dog to a slight favorite on Tuesday. But once again, it doesn't matter. If you're picking the winner, those prices are just wrong. And the Cardinals are a team that's underachieved all year. The Giants have overachieved, and I don't see that changing anytime in the near future. Steve Merrill kicking with us. I am Gabriel Morancy. So, Steve, uh, the New York Mets, man, this team just is unbelievable in which they keep on losing despite having multiple run leads. And it's just happening on a daily basis for them right now. The Yankees are now 4-4 four and four, uh, without Aaron Judge in the lineup. They were 6-1 and one to the under. Um, in the seven games coming into tonight to the under without judge. But tonight was one of those weird games. There was a bunch of runs put up on the board. But considering the Mets, you know, current form, they are the definition of that falling knife right now. I get it. It's Verlander on the hill, but hard to get in front of Cole in which the Yankees are listed as small underdogs here. Yeah, I mean, I think the under makes a lot of sense. These are two offenses that have really struggled. They're both without their superpower hitters. You know, Alonzo's out for, I think, what is it, like a month now for the Mets, I think. Uh, you mentioned Judge. They've obviously been a pure under team this year when Judge isn't in the lineup. When he got back a month or so ago, they went on that overrun. Um, this is a team that before tonight had single-digit hits in like 10 straight games. And the Mets, if I'm not mistaken, had had single-digit hits in like nine of their previous 11 games. So I'm not going to read too much into the offensive outburst. Although with that said, uh, the Mets have scored now five or four of their last five games. So it does appear that New York Mets are maybe heating up a little bit more than the Yankees. Yeah, but their bullpen sucks. <laughs> so, and, right. it's, and it's it's costing them. Uh, so it's Verlander versus Cole. Big-time pitchers matchup uh, here. Um, Verlander's a minus 112 overnight favorite here right now. The total is 7.5 at FanDuel. Uh, Steve, it's early, but it's starting to get, I think Yogi Berra said, it's getting, um, it gets uh, gets late early around here. And I think that's kind of the case this year with Major League Baseball. It's very competitive as far as the wild cards are concerned, in the American League, they play less division games against each other right now. The division games are more magnified. The schedule is pretty tough for everybody with interleague play as well. Like, these games count. Like, we're not – it doesn't feel like, you know, these games should start to count now, but we're actually starting to get there a little bit, Steve, when you look at the amount of games that these teams 
uh, have played. You know what? The season the season's getting real here right now. Yeah, look, they on the average, I think they've played about 160. Or they've played about 66 of the 162 games. So it's roughly around 41 percent. You know, so we're almost at the halfway mark. And I love the format we talked about last year with more teams making the playoffs. I mean, look, they play twice as many games as hockey or the NBA, and like less teams make the playoffs. So I feel like a lot of teams should make it. It keeps the games more meaningful, not only later in the season but earlier in the season as well, because more teams have a chance to be in contention. So I think it's a good thing. And I also love uh, that they're all playing each other. You know, once again, all the other sports do it with half as many games. Now, I know baseball's a little different because the three, two and three game sets, it's not really 162 games. It's almost more like 50 or 60 series. But um, I think the interleague play has really helped as well. And we look at the card tonight. The majority of the games on Tuesday were interleague matchups, which is really unusual to see. All right, uh, Steve, what do you think? Um, Red Sox are laying a big price again. They're 0 for 2 laying heavy chalk against the Colorado Rockies. Yeah, Boston's a team I'd be very careful with right now. You know, that AL East is ultra competitive. Um, the Red Sox are the only team with a negative run differential, the only team with a losing record right now in that division. And uh, Colorado is actually the only team with a negative run differential and dead last in the West as well. So these have been like the two underachievers in two really good divisions. A fun team, Steve, and a suddenly sort of hot team here right now, and a team that people only always talk about if they're not doing well and or about Mike Trout and specifically now Otani and what his future is. But I think, you know, whatever happens, I think they look at it like, let's go on a run, let's try to make the playoffs here, even if it is this last season here, let's make it a season to remember, and who knows if we get to the playoffs what can happen. They're in the mix right now. You know, they're a good home team. They win more than they lose at home, and now they're starting to chip away on the road. And, hey, the Angels have been playing good baseball for a couple of weeks now. Yeah, and Angels and Rangers are both play-on teams for me. There were two teams I projected to be playoff-caliber teams. Obviously, Texas has had a fantastic season start, the best uh, run differential in baseball, even better uh, than the Rays, which most people don't realize by, like, double digits, like 20-some runs better. Um, but I do think there's some, you know, there's some room for Texas to, re to regress a little bit here in the near future. and. The Angels do have a lot of upside, and um, I think this is a play-on team here in the near future, and they're catching maybe Texas at a good time to take a couple from them. Steve Merrill uh, kicking it with us. And, Steve, I was going over to, the, uh, to make the playoff props uh, last night, actually, and there's not enough playoff uh, spots to go around for everybody. There's some good teams. Like a good example is the Yankees not to make the playoffs is plus 210, right? And you don't have to wait that long now. We're getting into the point. It's basically a three-and-a-half-month wait. That's not too bad when playing a future. Yeah, and the thing about the Yankees, too, is that as we're seeing, as we discussed, you know, when they don't have Aaron Judge, who's been out two different times now, uh, they're probably not a playoff caliber offense, especially, and just got a question if he can stay healthy this season. He's going to be out for a while, too. Yeah. Like, there's no, you know, there's talk of, like, all-star break type stuff, right? Like, they're sort of looking looking at that type of window, and you got to believe they're going to start to lose ground. So uh, there is some interesting props up on the board. Steve Merrill, wagertalk.com, prosportsinfo.com. Always a pleasure, Steve. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. Thanks, Steve. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Level three. Thanks to all of our guests uh, this evening. Steve Merrill, Rick Saratella, Scoop Jackson, Andrew McInnes. We had a full house tonight. Quickest 100 minutes in sports talk radio uh, flew by uh, this evening. So once again, congratulations to the Las Vegas Golden Knights as the party continues on the Strip and in Sin City and across uh, not just uh, Las Vegas, but the surrounding parts uh, as well. Big day there as um, city council passed the, you know, they passed the funding vote. Now it has to pass, like, the state and and uh, and then the governor, et cetera. But the governor is pro. Um, he's pro-athletic. He's for it. So it's basically a done deal. And it's kind of sad because the Oakland Athletics suddenly won't lose. <laughs> they won't lose. I've seen this story before, man. I've seen this story before. The Expos went on a run late, and it was like, you know what? Maybe if they go on some run. And they were better than the A's, though. Like, the Expos were actually, like, in the wild card in September type of deal. And it was like, you know what? If they actually can win at the end, and somehow maybe it'll change something. Maybe maybe somebody else will come along. And that's all I'll say now. I will say tomorrow, too. Tampa are going to win tomorrow. They're minus 280 favorites. Tomorrow's the big letdown game. Right? They're on the run. They've won seven in a row. And um, tonight was the reverse boycott. They had, like, nearly 30,000 people tonight. Tomorrow there won't be. We'll see what the crowd is tomorrow. There'll be that letdown, plus Tampa are going to get tired of losing. Tampa are damn good, and they're not. They're going to be like, all right, enough of this. We got caught. <laughs> we got caught the first game because nobody was here. And it throws teams off, actually, when nobody's in the stands. Um, you know, they, they got caught with nobody there, and then we got caught with a bunch of people here. got Josh Emmett on the program tomorrow. UFC on ABC. Main event. Other than that, you're on your own, at least for now. Later. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.